What's up, you thick-necked libertines? It's me, David. Grant will be here momentarily. Psycho Season, Episode 2. This is this is a big one. Um, Chainsaw Man, the pilot. We cover it up front, okay? We know that's what you're here for. Relax. Enjoy our thoughts on Chainsaw Man. But following that, we get into Rings of Power, Episode 7, House of the Dragon, Episode 8, My Hero Academia, Episode 2 of Season 6, um, then we talk about the news feed, there's, like, Jamie Foxx news, there's, um, MCU news, there is manga news, there's, there's a bunch of cool stuff in the news section. Uh, but then we hit you with more anime, because this is an anime podcast, damn it. And we talk about Mob Psycho Season 3 Episode 1, Spy Family Episode 14, Gundam, the mobile suit thing with the witch from Mercury Episode 2, Blue Lock, and then, of course, of course... We end on the Q&A, the Instagram sensation that is sweeping the nation that we invented, where we host on Monday. We take all of your questions at Part-Time Otaku Podcast on Instagram. You should follow us, subscribe on Spotify, wherever you listen to this, and submit your uh, questions on the uh, Monday story, which we answer. And that's how we end today's show. Thank you very much for joining us. Enjoy the episode. See you next time. What's up, my loose-livered comrade? Oh, I'm doing pretty. I'm pretty loose. First. Yeah, we, we, you better be loose, loosey goosey today, because we are covering the most shows we've ever covered in a single episode. That can't be true. It has to be true. <laughs> I don't know. It, <laughs> like I close. like no one fact checked me. I didn't fact check me. But like this has to be like we've probably talked about a lot because the news sure. feed is like rapid fire. Mm. But have we yeah. ever? done coverage on eight individual shows intentionally before in the same episode hmm. i challenge you i challenge everyone go through the archives yeah let us know okay. we'll meet up again next week and we'll, 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 we'll lock it down but i think we've come pretty close yeah but uh, yeah, this yeah. uh like you said before we went on mike it is psycho season it's psycho season baby so prepare yourself i think we should start off with a bang the internet is lit on fire Oh my As God. we speak, Crunchyroll streaming services are crashing while <laughs> everyone tunes into the very first episode of Chainsaw Man. Wow. Yeah. There's a, there's a, <laughs> there's a lot to say. We have a lot to get to today, um, mm-hmm. but we have to give Chainsaw Man its due diligence. It's, it's due. Um, I assume you had a chance to watch it today. How funny would it be if you were like, oh no. <laughs> oh, was that today? No, you and I. Well, it's funny because you and I are going to be in the unique situation where we're probably getting home from work at the end of the day. Got to rip through the most recent episode of Chainsaw Man to, for the podcast. You know, what it's a, Tuesdays, right? So, what a okay. weird problem for mm. two adult males to, have. <laughs> <laughs> to come home from work and be like, "Listen, I know the baby needs feeding, and I haven't <laughs> seen you all day, but I really got to get to this episode of anime." I'm going upstairs. I'll be gone for 24 to 26 minutes. Yeah. And then I have to record my uh, my adult recording show about cartoons. Uh, people don't get it. People, I love my life. Yeah, it's, it's fun. I think we've done well. Okay. Um, 
I'll start yeah. with you. Did with you okay. <laughs> see what I did there? See the bait. See the bait and switch. I'll start with you. With you. Did um, you like it? I loved it. It was. Um, you know, it's. <clears throat> I've been very. You know, obviously we've been very excited going into this. You know, it's the. You know, we, we've said many times the. The anticipation is palpable with this mm-hmm. show. It's probably. You know, I think you had said last week. I don't think there's ever been a show in our. You know, like Attack on Titan, there's a, there's been major announcements and big deals, but, like, nothing, I think, has been this close for mm-hmm. us, I believe. Like, just, no, you, know, the, you know, the ex- or the, the hype and all that. So, I was trying not to get too too hyped up, because, you know, ha- you, know you, you can be burned by that. Especially, I think, anime is a, a big, you know, kind of target for that. Mm-hmm. But I think it landed. I think it's a s- ultra-strong pilot. Um, I think it really does a good job of... It doesn't focus too much on introducing characters. It kind of just presents a situation, and it just kind of naturally fills in the gaps. And it's weird, like the the pacing of it. Like it's not groundbreaking by any means. It's maybe mm-hmm. just I haven't seen something in a while that kind of did it this way, mm-hmm. and it kind of caught me off guard for such an action and violent and you know over the top show. They did a really good job of like they set the tone of like there's going to be some sad tender moments in this show mm-hmm. and they just hit right off the bat with the, with the first episode so I, I really good tone setting for sure well well put my friend um i so yeah i think we are closely of the same mind there's lots to talk about but i'll mm-hmm. quickly say um i also liked it i thought it was more um grown up and adult than i anticipated i know that might sound Me too. naive yeah considering it's called Chainsaw Man, but you never know with anime, right? Mm-hmm. And violence isn't like a new thing to the medium, so you kind of wonder how far they're going to go in that direction. But yeah, it it just strikes me as adult. The problems that the protagonist is having are adult problems. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I say adult kind of like air quotes, but they're serious, right? Yeah. It's, not, um, it's not Midoriya not being able to tell... Uh, what is, whatever it is, Okachoka. Not, be, not being able to read a situation, you know, like, you know, yeah, it's, it's not, not like high school uh, flirtation or anything like that. It's yeah, just, this wasn't yeah. an episode of Blue Lock or something like that, um, <laughs> which we'll talk about later. But Wait for it. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. But anyway, like all of that said, um, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought the animation was beautiful. The environments mm. in particular were beautiful. They also 2D backgrounds a... with the blended 3D. I didn't realize... A lot of blended 3D. I did not know. So <clears throat> it's funny because, you know, you had mentioned last or you had seen that article last week about how, you know, the <laughs> the fans, you know, the, the fandom online were getting a little spooked out by, you know, some stills and stuff. Yeah. Stills and stuff like that. But Mappa is no stranger to this style. Um, it's funny, you know, by the end of the episode, there's two shows that rung out like t- in tonality and style are both mappa joints it's it, it screamed jujitsu kaisen and yep. doro hiro which was their netflix show that was very dark very got you know kind of gothic cyberpunk i've seen trailers of it you're totally right but it was predominantly cg and it's like they you know i'm sure they've done it before but it's in, in more of a similar vein to that style and it's just they've put the work in clearly and like again God bless to the soldiers working in the map offices that are clearly, you know, crunching and doing this. Like, the show is beautiful. It's very well blended. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, you know, it's uh, it's funny you mentioned Jujutsu Kaisen because it's a matter of fact that the either the director or showrunner, I believe the director, directed a number of Jujutsu Kaisen episodes. Well, you can, in the action, it screams. Yeah. <laughs> JJK, yeah. Now, is it perfect? 
is it, it the animation we've we've given them like a lot of tribute mm-hmm. um about the blended cg 2d i agree that is fantastic um there's quite a lot of discussion online about the animation really did, yeah did you feel it was you know 10 out of 10 did you notice any trouble moments but is your overall impression just happy with it yeah i, w- I would say happy i not a single moment of like no trouble moment as you you mm-hmm. called it but you know i i do think i feel like as the episode was starting it definitely took me i, th- I think if anything it looked the most weird during the op you know like just it kind of right. felt more clayish you know mm-hmm. like the way they're moving but like you know, it's an op they're stylized like you know they're maybe they're going for a thing or whatever but when it came down to the actual show mm-hmm. You know, you're watching it, and it's just one of those things. Your eye gets used to it, and then it's not an issue. And then yeah. it starts because at the end of the day, if it doesn't flow correctly with that blended CG, then it's never going to work. But it did do that, you know. Mm-hmm. So like, there's always still moments are always going to look more noticeably one way versus when it's flowing. So, you know, I think I think it's just going to be a matter of motion, not a matter matter of troubled moments. Throughout an episode, but well again, we're, we're one episode in. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to blow smoke up its ass or anything like that. Like mm-hmm. it's, I think some people are just gonna have a hard time wrapping their heads around it because some people are so anti any kind of CG, CG, you know, and not just like jump ahead too far, but like in I think a good, a good like conversation piece with this of a show that's running right now is you know the uh, the Gundam like the Witch from Mercury where those Gundam scenes are clearly specifically you know the you know oh, yeah. aerial. Is one hundred percent a blended, you know, CG two D animation, heavily CG, yeah, heavily CG. But like, it's it's clearly made more effort is put into it to make it look two D. Yeah. Whereas I think what Chainsaw Man is doing is similar, but just more focus on CG than the two D. So it's interesting you say that. It, it feels like those two shows, like just to keep this conversation on CG for a quick sec, yeah, definitely have different approaches for CG, mm-hmm. and it feels like. And, you know, I'm not criticizing, but it feels like, let's say, Gundam, the witch from Mercury, um, it feels like they made a decision as a studio or from a production standpoint, like, any time we got to do the Gundam fights, mm-hmm. we're going to leverage CG, we've we've brought it this far, and any and all fights are going to be CG'd in the Gundams. And it feels like MAPPA, whether it's Attack on Titan or, let's say, Chainsaw Man, it feels like when the fight scene... They ju- it just kind of bailed them out of hand animation. Yep. They're like, oh, we don't want to do this. There's mm-hmm. not a ton of... like. I think the Chainsaw Man, De- Deji, right? De- when yeah. he... Deji, Denji. You know, spoiler warning for, for the plot of the show, but I Im- imagine you're, you've seen it if you're tuning into this. Um, I would hope you have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, they, they, he's CG'd like, like 90% of the actual fight scene. And mm-hmm. it only... It, it's funny because um, you've mentioned movement. It only stuck out to me when he was like still or barely moving because mm-hmm. he looked like that rubbery yep. Titan kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he's in motion, very hard to tell. Yep. Very, very hard to tell. Um, but yeah. yeah honestly, I, I would be like, I think based on this first episode alone, I think people, if, if, because then I, I, I did see a thread first thing this morning, people saying, like, hey, like, watch out for all the threads because it's just been like, you know, purposely, you know, spoiler town and all the uh, yeah. discussion threads. So I'm just trying to avoid them a little bit, but uh, there, at least for a couple of weeks. But I have a pro think... tip on that. Um, okay. And, and it's sticky to the anime subreddit um, is 
the discussion that you'll see on Reddit and r slash anime is spoiler-free, anime only. There's mm. a dedicated Chainsaw Man subreddit with a huge user base. Mm. And because the manga is still running, the mods there made a decision to not um, call it spoiler territory if you mention manga stuff. So it's just mm. they're covering the manga simultaneously and they've made like the, their policy is that like if you're in that subreddit talking about the anime you're, you're also a manga reader yeah. yeah gotcha but you're safe if you check it out just the anime subreddit okay well Oof. that's that's good to know but um but anyway i think just what i was trying to get to is i think people complaining about animation right now are just being nitpicky i don't think there's any ground to like call this show out right yeah. now <laughs> like it's not even close but i like what i saw i i, I like the main character um you know he you know, like, you know, I, you know, I'm like a sad boy, you know, <laughs> like, you oh, know, yeah. we, you and I are, you know, we're very melancholy. It's a sad boy podcast. Members, you know, sad boy podcast. But How did we not name it that? I mean, sad... <laughs> well, anyways, but uh, no, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. It's, <clears throat> it was just one of those ones. The episode ended and I was just to myself. I was like, fuck, you know, one more, like literally a week, you know, this is just came out like it's hot off the press. So. Yeah. No, I, yeah. it was a blast to be around and kind of, you know, around for all the hype, uh, the pre-launch, the launch, watching everybody kind of react to it. I didn't want to watch, I didn't want to read too much about other people's impressions because I wanted to talk about it with you first, mm-hmm. but I'm excited now to like go and be like, what do other people think? Yeah. Um, cause like you said, it's hard to not get too hype when something like this big is coming it's and there's just one like not you know we have a lot to cover there, i i do think it did a really good job of the you know you in a pile you always got to get the rules of the world out of the way or sometimes in the second episode and you keep the first episode you know solely alone for a moment and then the explanations come later i do like they were able to fit both in good point a little disjointed at a couple points there's the, the moment with the zombie devil where like it clearly felt like a little more narratively forced of like trying to get a couple things he was out. just vomiting exposition there yeah you know but like but the moments i think the between like him and the dog or pochi or pochita like, i love that yeah you know like the little like using the dog as you know that filling in the world and this and mm-hmm. that and the, the tender moments so i again it's nice to see that in the first episodes and then they don't have to focus on it as much going forward. So. Yeah. Maybe we should close on this and move on to, to Rings of Power. Let's do it. Um, as we have said once or twice on this podcast, Grant, mm-hmm. pilots are hard. Pilots are hard. This was a great pilot. Yeah. Fantastic. This was great. Okay. You know, it's not a pilot. The penultimate episode of Rings of Power. Mm, the um, Eye, I believe it's called. The Eye, yes. Episode 7. So, spoiler warning for that. We're going to get into it. Um, I'll be honest with you. At first, I was a little let down. Sure. I think it's only because I was riding so high after their last episode. Sure. I was like, just like, let's go. <laughs> <It> was just, <laughs> I was like, every episode from now on is going to be like this. <laughs> and, I was, and then like, there's a very drastic pacing change in this episode compared mm. to six. Um, but like, then you consider like the plot of this episode and it makes sense, right? It's more about like the chaos and the fallout of episode mm-hmm. six um did you dig it as a whole no mm-hmm. um i think i think this show i think this has just become my hang-up with the, there's just a couple narrative plots in the show i really don't enjoy such um, as it just comes back to the numenor stuff mm-hmm. and like even now they're away from numenor they're in middle earth i just 
you know, it's <clears throat> like, I think, okay, a good example of like what is really not working for me is it's hard. So there's a moment where, you know, uh, Muriel, you know, she, you know, she's wearing, you know, it's now like knowledgeable, like she's wearing the bandage over her eye. She's blind. Galadriel shows up. Ellen Dill is, or Ellen Dill mm-hmm. is there, the, the captain. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, that was a tough scene. I'll give you that. Very tough scene. And there's just a moment of, like, you know, like he's clearly, like, choked up because, you know, <laughs> you know, your guy, Seal is, like, out lost in the woods there or whatever. Mm-hmm. And also, just so you know, Leanna's going around the house, like, going, Isil! <laughs> you know, just, it's, you bringing it up is the funniest thing there. But, um, yeah, so, like, it's hard to, like, take that moment, which is, like, clearly, like, he went for it. Of how traumatized and like it's it's hard to feel bad for the character because we know like where he goes to you know like you know it, Aragorn is gonna be here one day you like you know yeah. it, it's this is the problem with prequels especially prequels on this scale and when they're trying to force stories in like this well it's you know it's yeah it this is um you know I I for preface again like I am not the uh, Lord of the Rings aficionado out of the two of sure. us. Um, but this is, you know, a lot of the complaints you've had, and I think a lot of fans of the of the novels have had, of all the previous lore, is like, okay, well, this doesn't quite fit. I get what they're doing, but it does kind of fit like a weird shoehorn in certain places. I obviously haven't picked up on any of that because mm. I don't have the background knowledge. Making Isildur missing and having his father mourn him it feels like a huge misstep. Yeah, it's a strange, it's a strange um, narrative choice, and and it's very strange because there's no built-in suspense. If you've seen the movies, which like it seems that the vast majority of the viewers have, mm. uh, will have seen the movies. It's like anyone's gonna know, or or <laughs> it's just weird. It kind of lets the air out of the out of the bag. You know what I mean? It's like For why, sure. like they um, like didn't they do the same thing with uh, oh God, what's the elf's name? Um, Gladriel? No, no, no. The elf. The uh, oh, Aaron Deer. Yeah, like they don't they show him getting hurt and then he is fine. Yeah, like and Bronwyn one too. Like she took like a super nasty yeah. cut to the gut there or whatever. And, but yeah, they reveal later of... that she's fine. It's like why yeah. do, why wouldn't you do that to a character whose fate we don't know already? <laughs> yeah. Also, too, there's a scene of like Halbrand on the table with like the nastiest like a t- like gut cut, you know, and then he's just like like 30 seconds up walking like fine you know, i mean more like, than that he rides a horse at like you know <laughs> 20 miles an hour you know to go check out that elf medicine that's supposed to fix you know his uh yeah. his uh severe also dave i'm just going to say probably one of my least favorite tv moments of all time is the closing shot of this episode i cannot believe they threw up the words mordor on the screen like it was a fucking cw show like they had it, that had to be some like the worst like back up a little bit sorry i said back up from the mic a little bit sorry oh sorry about that um i don't know i just i think it's like so and maybe this kind of goes to your point of you know maybe not everyone has watched everything you know like so maybe it's not clear that like they're in mordor but like i think the giant volcano that exploded and like mount doom you know erupting like was a pretty again not everyone has watched lord of the rings and all that it just it seems so it seems so off-brand for what the show has been trying to do to throw up like a slogan like that you know if they had been doing that from the beginning of like explaining what this area is and what that area maybe it is maybe i'm just forgetting but like it just it seemed so 
like not of the shows. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, okay, it, so it, it, it made a funny moment, which should not have been a funny moment. It made me laugh, and I was like, well, that kind of take the air. I, I just thought it would have been okay. So you're right. That was stupid as hell. Um, that was absurd. It was like almost insulting to the audience. I agree with you. My confusion is the same problem, but my take on that was like, isn't this a great moment, like narratively, to give to like Adar and his mm. whole arc? Because he. He, he all he was talking about is having a place to call home and it's like kind of weirdly sweet in this weird darked up dark fucked up way mm-hmm. like why not like they're talking to him like what is this place like wouldn't it be just make more sense for him to be like and it shall be mortal or some shit like why with the overlay i don't know it just feels like that what felt forced and even though putting it in dialogue might feel forced too it's just weird it's like they may as well put it center screen at 72 font it's weird because they they put him in a shot of a, like a, a monologue to come, and then it cuts away from like what he clearly could have said, Mordor, you know. Yeah, and you know, and then it, like it, you know, it cuts away and puts you early, like he said. It's just I don't know, but you know what? I'm down for all the Harfoot. I think above and beyond the best thing for the show for me is all the Harfoot stuff. I would prefer if it was just half that, and then all the other stuff, mm-hmm. the Elrond and the Durant stuff. Also, I don't care for at all. Um, yeah. It's well. What myth, about the, the mithril healing? Everything that seems a little weird to me, but you know, like that. It's it's tricky, right? Because I remember telling you I really actually liked the plot of like, oh, the elves' power comes from this, and the mithril, the ore itself, comes from this combat, this uh, mm-hmm. this conflict that happened all this time ago. And I was like, oh, that's like, that's like cool, like lore within the universe. I like that. I'm interested in that. And then there's something about the mithril, like literally being magical, that it solves problems that mm-hmm. is now rubbing me the wrong way. I was like, oh, you just needed a plot device that solves problems. And uh, it feels weird. It feels like a little bit less authentic now. I don't know. Yeah. And then, you know, the Balrog. the Balrog, the Balrog moment. You know, it was cool to see it and all that. And we and we know, like, you know, the mines of Moria were abandoned because you know, like, they dug too deep. So, like, I understand. Yeah, it's you cool. know, of anything. Oh, bear, bear with me one sec. Oh, I thought I was gonna sneeze. Sorry, <laughs> I wasn't sure I was gonna make it to the mic in time. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so I don't know. Like, I I like the episode. You know, I I enjoy my time with the show. It's beautiful. Like the opening shots of like all the ash on them. And just like the red so cool. tone, so cool, so well done. I remember them like because that was that very heavy in the marketing, and it's you know looking back it was like oh obviously you know like you know it's it's so cool that yeah. you know that that it is. But just the way they had the ash like lined up on her, uh, like on her eyelashes and like around like around her eyes, like just shows how thick it all is. It's, it reminded me a little bit of a, that Game of Thrones episode where you get bronze POV. Mm. Um, and it's Daenerys roasting the Lannister army. Like, you just mm. feel like you're in this post-apocalyptic, like, nuclear ash, mm. terrifying world. And that part worked well. So that'll be the compliment for this episode. Um, but yeah, maybe we can move on. It seems like we're on the same page, and it was a bit of a step down from the last one. And if there, if there's one, like, a final note is, I would be surprised if the next episode wasn't, you know, just stellar. Like, I, I do, they've very much been setting up a lot of big moments, and, mm-hmm. you know, the show, I think, overall has been very good. Um, I, you know, this is weird as, like, a, 
a follow, you know, a penultimate episode. You know, I think we're so used to the penultimates being almost bigger if, and badder. If Game not, of Thrones most has shows. conditioned the audience. Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad was very notorious for mm-hmm. that too. You know, a lot of like more modern dramas and, and action stuff. But um, I, I, I think I think there's a lot to work with. Some good, some fun stuff they could kind of wrap up for this last episode. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. So agreed. But, uh, yeah. Um, let's use this as a segue. I was actually talking about Rings of Power and House of the Dragon over the uh, the Thanksgiving break. Mm. Um, I know many of you are Americans and celebrate like two months late or a month late or whatever it is. Um, it's okay, second Thanksgiving. But we'll let you know in advance. It was good. Um. But I was talking about it, and I, I think the take that the room really seemed to agree with is that Rings of Power seems to have more peaks and valleys, mm. and House of the Dragon is remarkably consistent. Yes. Um, so with that, let's talk about episode eight. Um, spoiler warning for that. Um, another sig- you know, significant, semi-significant, pretty significant time skip, six years. Yeah, and that's the thing. I thought <laughs> I thought they were pretty clear that there was only like there was going to be a significant time jump, and then after that, it was it was not. But another six years caught Agreed. me off guard for sure. Yeah, I I saw some of the promo material, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> um, but yeah, here we here we are. This is a relatively big one. I did take some notes. It feels like most of the episode is based on the succession of the Driftwood Throne. Because mm. the sea snake, a character who is actually pretty interesting, yep. seems like he's gonna die an off-screen death, which is pretty funny. I, which I found so interesting, and I wonder if that's just like, uh, you know, like a fake out of like the. <clears throat> I think by the end of the episode, and we kind of get our answer of like who of who the you know where the succession is gonna go. Mm-hmm. I do think he's gonna come back to the screen. I think it was like just an effective way of kind of having the politicking take place. Yeah, which I feel like I've never. I don't think I've seen before, so I, I really liked how they kind of just, you know, ditched him for now. And but I'm 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 convinced he's going to be back. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you this: if he doesn't, mm. that's a weird fucking move. That is a weird move. <laughs> um, if he does not, if he if he doesn't return, so interesting way to uh, get rid of him. But like, I don't know. We can get into it later. But not every character gets a amazing death scene and like mm-hmm. a great goodbye, um, especially in a show that churns characters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but his, his brother s- got a dope one. <laughs> Who is his brother again? Oh yeah. So, did you find you know I I, I try and keep my hand on the pulse of uh, of what the fan base is saying. Did you find that badass or did you find that cringe when Damon decapitates the man at court? No, I don't think that was cringe at all. I think <clears throat> if there wasn't that very key line of he can the- keep his tongue. Well, no, well, there's that. But, like, the moments leading up to that, Damon warned him. There was, like, just a very subtle line of, like, say it. You know, like, you know, I dare you. Like, yeah. you know, you're, you're going you're gonna to find out. There will be you violence. Know? And I just, I think that was just perfect setup. And I think that was so on brand for Damon, you know, who is, you know, we've had some very cool, important moments with him specifically when he was over in pentos with uh lena still when she was still alive yeah and just you know how he doesn't miss home like he hates the politicking he hates this and that he just wants to even though he's drawn he's probably like perpetually drawn back to it because he misses his family and his home and all that but like he really hates of like again moments like this he hates moments like this and you know it was just 
no, I, I, I thought it was perfect because it was it was just so him, you know. Like he gave the guy a warning. He's like, "Oh, I dare you, try me," yeah. you know. And you know, and he did. And so Damon stepped back, you know. And there you have it. There you the, have there it. There is a uh, pretty cool detail. Would you remember cool facts? They used to drop cool facts <laughs> when we were doing Attack on Titan. A oh, cool yes. fact, Grant, um, about this episode. Well, I have a cool fact about this episode. In this very scene, one of the actually, I think one of the best moments of this episode. Um, when King Viserys makes his way into the throne room to hold court, mm. and Damon uh, escorts him and helps him up the final steps. What a beautiful emotional Be- moment. Beautiful emotional moment. All of that it was planned and written, but I thought like the, mwah, the, the chef's kiss was when he picks up the crown and he puts it on his brother's head. Mm. And it's this like acknowledgement of like, mm-hmm. you're the king, I'm going to stop. You know what I mean? Like we've moved on, yep. and that was all ad libbed. That was all improvised. <sighs> yeah, sons of bitches. God. I know. Patty so Considine, Matt Smith. Fucking love Matt Smith. Yeah, it's it's really great because in episode one, he's I think his character is introduced as contesting the line of succession, mm-hmm. and here he is seemingly moving on. I mean, for now. Well, I think I think in a good pairing moment in the episode is like he, you know, when they. They go to see him, you know, hit Renera and him, and then they eventually bring the kids in. You know, he can't look at his brother because, oh, like, yeah. you know, like he's, you know, that's, you know, like they they clearly have this bond, and he can't see his brother ill like that in bed, and it's just, you know, like he's almost like looking away, and then he pushes through it to talk to him, and yeah, yeah, very good, really stuff. brilliant uh, performance by Matt Smith, and yeah. uh, Patty Considine feels like a shoe in for an Emmy now. Good God, man, like that incredible makeup on him i'm sure a lot of that was cg no doubt definitely some cg but yeah. fan and but they're gonna nab whether it's costume whether it's makeup whether it's uh visual effects it feels like they're slam dumping slam dumping slam dunking a, a few this year oh, so good because there's some really quality stuff in this um what else is notable from this episode good dinner scene also like you know let's stick on patty for a second uh-huh. like the dinner scene where you know he he feels like whether whether it's a genuine moment or not i think there is moments of you know genuine you know calmness you know when he has the dinner scene at the end and you can almost tell like he's he was could have died happy in the chair there you know, kind of seeing you know the you know his son and his you know or his daughter and his grandchild are dancing yeah. and you know, everyone's kind of getting along and chit-chatting and and <clears throat> I did want to talk to you about this because there's that moment between like Renera and Allison where like they kind of look like they've like they're clearly like they're going to war with each other like they're not like friends by any means but it was hard to tell if they were just putting on a face because they know he's dying I mean I know well, I mean we're gonna get into it so let's just get into it right yeah um so I know how I interpreted this and here's how I interpreted the whole Allison Allison to uh, Renera thing is I do think in that very brief moment um, there was like a whisper of a genuine peace between them. Mm-hmm. I don't think they were ever going to be friends. I don't think they're ever going to go out of the way to help one another. But I do think they put away their daggers, so to speak, in that moment. Not to say that it couldn't have been shattered otherwise, but I do think it was genuine. And yes, also especially because Viserys was dying. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and who's to say what would happen uh, afterwards, but I do think that was genuine, and they were like, you know what, maybe let's move on, especially because they kind of got what they wanted, uh, Renera did, you know, he had already uh, reassured the court that the line of succession for the Lord of the Tides was in place, and she was probably happy, but 
um, it feels like the ending of the episode and mm. uh, Allison's presumed interpretation of uh, his last words, of King Viserys' last words, are what's going to ignite a conflict. Okay, so that was that was the other thing. Was that her... Because there's been moments of where she's been confused w- with by someone else. I was wondering if she was like aware that he sided with Rhaenyra in that moment, or if she was just interpreting what she heard as her own agenda kind of thing. Well, her son's name Aegon, so... No, 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 I know that. But also, there's a, she also has a son named Aegon now as well. Yeah, no, I know. It's just but I, I think... Or uh, Rhaenyra does yeah, as well. Yeah, so I think... I th- I think this is the dilemma the show wants to pose, and we're mm. going to have to see how they handle it narratively. I mm. wonder if they're going to keep it gray and be like, did she actually know what he was talking about or just think he was rambling? Mm. Or does, does she like truly, in her heart, believe that, like, oh, he's talking about our son, and it's just like mm. a genuine misunderstanding, but it's too late because she's going to go ahead with that agenda. So I, don't, I think we're going to not know... Or it maybe won't be immediately clear if she's interpreting it how she wants to, or if it's a genuine mistake. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, definitely. It's uh, it was a fun, it was an interesting episode in that regard. You know, it was a lot of like, you know, really thinking how one, you know, one statement can be taken so many ways and all that. And it, it kind of it, it's it paired well with just the argument of succession, right? You know, like everyone all had their kind of their pieces and. Um, also, the woman who played uh, Rainice, the the princess or the mm-hmm. the princess of Driftmark, there is mm-hmm. that her name? Yeah, her too. Like the line too. She has so many lines where she's like basically telling Renara to go fuck herself. Oh, wait, she and has then, some cool moments this episode. She has a cool up, but she like I feel like all we've ever, like her her interactions with Renara have been very like haha, you're a woman too. Like you know you're yeah, not gonna get what yeah. you think. And then at this you know key moment, like she's just like. Uh, well, yeah, I guess I'll roll with her, you know, I'll, I'll roll with the moment. Like, yeah, I got a good deal out of this. It was very it, interesting stuff. It was super interesting to watch her, like, just play her hand. And it was so clear. Like, only the audience knows and only Renera mm. knows yep. that, like, she's doing this for herself. She does not care about Renera. She has made that incredibly clear. But I like, yep. like, I love that she kept her guessing and therefore yep. kept the audience guessing. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, fun episode. I'm excited to see like the presumed incoming conflict. Actually, do you want a piece of uh, news yeah. that is relevant to Hot D? And we were going to cover in our news feed coming up. But uh, I should tell you, because we, we've been talking about this. It has been confirmed by George R. R. Martin that House of the Dragon will be f- four seasons. Interesting. Yes. So, That's a good number. I don't know why. I think from what we've seen so far, four in total seems... Three to four feels good. It feels, feels like um, three might be ju- like just a touch tight, mm. and depending on how like the pace they want to do this at, um, they could probably stretch to a healthy four. He, mm. he was saying like there's even in season one they had to cut quite a bit that he didn't want to cut. Oh really? Yeah, like oh, he really? wanted to do a lot more time on Damon's marriage in Pentos uh, before mm. his wife uh, killed herself to, with the dragon. By the Blu-ray, everyone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyway, okay. Is that it on Hot D? Yeah, I think so. Let's cover our... That's not our first anime of the episode. We have a lot more to get to. Um, My Hero Episode Dose. Oh, yes. Good uh, stuff. Uh, episode 2, Season 6. Spoiler warning. Um, you like it? Yeah, I did. Um, you know, it's <laughs> it's funny. My Hero can never just like, you know, 
it always just has to do what it, it, it likes to do. And, you know, what a surprise the villain that they're about to catch, you know, makes a, a bit of a getaway. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's hard not to roll your eyes. But I think yeah. stellar animation. Um, it The, the Mirko stuff was... It feels like season ender Sakuga levels, I think, you know, like it, it, it wasn't like quite like a nine or a 10, but like they were doing like, you know, seven or eights with, with her stuff. You know, it's, it's really nice to have this stuff up front because it was so light last season. And I think that was kind of, you know, I'm not saying like Shonen at the end of the, the show is a Shonen and, you know, we like to see the fights and we like to see the animation mm-hmm. and all that. And, you know, for them to give us like, you know, a good few minutes with her, like not just some in and out moment, like what they did to her fucking arm. I was like, oh my God. Like, you know, I used to think Midoriya's arm flopping around was bad. That was violent. You know? And to see her. <laughs> Holy shit. But no, I really, I really dug the episode. How about you? I really liked it. I'm glad that we got a little bit of lore on the Nomus and like mm-hmm. their tears. Um, yeah. I think that what we've identified, or at least I'll, I won't speak for you. One thing I've noticed that I like a lot about the show, um, and they don't do a lot of, and that's probably how it's lasted so long, is I love the lore. Mm-hmm. I love learning about the one-for-all, all-for-one quirks. I love learning about the main villains and the main plot lines. Mm-hmm. And I love learning about like lore, about like just the background of you know where all these characters came from. And like they have... Like, think about the last five seasons. We've learned remarkably little. Um, and when, like, you learn that stuff, I just really enjoy it. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. now we know what we're fighting. They have a tiered list. Yada, yada, yada. I enjoy that. But on the flip side, they did one of the things that we've talked about a million times. <laughs> that um, that My Hero is actually really, really good at. Mm-hmm. And that is just making seemingly background secondary characters be like the main character for an episode or half yep. an episode. And they did that with Mirko and they did that with Kaminari at the end. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is dope. It was dope, but it, it's hard not, it's hard not to take a moment like that and not to be a pessimist with this, you know, but I, I do think if there's a show that I'm not afraid to kind of call, call out a little bit is I I don't know why, maybe it's in the manga, maybe they spent time with it, but do you really think they're going to be able to take the time to flesh out this, you know, you know, this, you know, budding relationship potentially between Kaminari and the earphone jack? I don't know her actual name, I know her here or name. Oh, like, no, of course not. It just, it, it just feels like a fleeting moment of like, could be bigger, and they're just like, they're just going to do that, and they're just going to like, walk away from it, you know? But they because might give you, or like another two minute scene. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but no, you're like to your point. This is not the show where you go for those types of complete character arcs. It's like fleeting moments that work, that fleeting like references that work in the moment just to serve the story a touch better. Yes, you know. So it's but, not uh, fantastic character writing. No, no, it's um, but it's well, <laughs> yeah. No, it's like using care. It's kind of like a Christopher Nolan thing. It's sure. Like, yeah. Christopher Nolan doesn't write characters. He writes plot that he makes his characters say yep do you know what i mean like yep. the best character i think he's ever written was uh with a cob or hobbs uh from leonardo Leos? dicaprio from inception yeah. yeah but like think about john david washington and um oh god the twilight guy robert pattinson think about their characters in tenant mm. like they're like there are hints he like he's attempting to describe a relationship but those characters are mostly vomiting plot and explaining the rules of the movie 
it's like just Gordon Levitt in Inception too. I always found like every time he spoke, it was he's there to explain. It, it was there, he was there to explain, or he was there to like you know that quick quip between him and Tom Hardy, and then it was back to explaining the, that's so you know, true kind of the, the world a little bit more. I, I think of any of his movies, the biggest offender is is that character. It's a great point, which bums me out because I think. He, it's such anyways, a good movie funny it's such a good movie such a good character yeah but then they kind of dissect it but yeah no it also <laughs> the thing too that made me laugh is you know to the point of we had the nomu stuff and we get the tears of the nomus and the naming system and so for the first time we hear that these ones are called the high-end nomus and then it immediately cuts to like the control center of the police that are like running the operation oh, and, they already know. and they're referring to them as high-ends and i'm like yeah. god damn it guys. well grant like, they're watching we... the episode too <laughs> it's like can we have no fucking singularity no. In this there's no oh, there's oh. no like breadth of information <laughs> if they say it and the audience knows then all the characters know that's how it works <sighs> Unless otherwise stated. Um, so but it was yeah. a good episode. I know we've been goofing on it, but I, the action was top tier. And, yeah. and Mirko was a, a fascinating character, but a lot darker than I thought. Yeah, you know, I would agree. As a hero, you know, like the the whole line of like, you know, I wake up every day knowing I can die. So like, you know, I'm not going to let anyone go. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Trying to get real. Endeavor, wish he was, Endeavor wishes he was this cool. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, He's an edgelord. Um, good time. All right, let's talk about... All right, let's break up things a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let's get into the news. Let's do it. We've had, uh, we've had quite a little bit happen. Um, okay, Jamie Foxx is going to star in a Spawn movie. What's your temperature on Spawn? <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Um, you know, I know there was a Spawn movie, and I, I might have mm. actually liked it as a kid. I can't remember, but like... I don't know. I think Spawn's in, an interesting character, like from a distance, having no, not knowing anything about him. But like the mm. problem, and I'm not saying it's just another quote superhero movie, but the genre is so saturated that like another new character, and everyone will tell me, well, he's different because, but it's like, yeah, but it's another, it is another one, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'm just so I'm not checked out, but like exhausted by the new roster. I will say the cool thing is, though, that Todd McFarlane is directing and heavily involved in it. And he's always been like a huge because it's his product, right? Yeah. So like, you know, it's that's that's, that's true. That's that's notable. Like, has that ever happened before? Um, Where the creator of a product directs their own movie about well, their own re- IP? Re- recent memory, not a movie, but Neil Gaiman's involved in the Sandman show right now. Oh, that's true. Did you watch any of that? Uh, I watched the first episode. I, I I'm not the hugest Sandman. I like a lot of Neil Gaiman stuff, but the Sandman uh, never uh, never dove yeah. super deep into it. True say. Okay. I read a few of the volumes, but it's good stuff. Um, on Tolkien related stuff because we're talking Rings of Power all the time. There's some news came out that like Netflix and HBO <laughs> both pitched the Tolkien estate, uh, mm. apparently without success before Prime landed this uh, this show, and it's like they had some interesting ideas. Um, I think you sent me something the other day. Mm-hmm. What, what was it? Do you remember? Well, the Netflix one where they they essentially wanted to break it down like the MCU, like the, their Netflix involvement with the MCU. Like, you know, this character gets a show, that character uh, gets yeah, a show, yeah. and then boom, we got the Defenders, you know? Here's like, the yeah. uh, Aragorn side. Here's the yeah. Aragorn miniseries, and then they do one with, uh, uh, with Legolas or whatever, and then later. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, what Amazon is doing with it 
is not that much different. Like they're really giving each episode's like 70 minutes yeah. more or less. And yeah. some of them are getting a full 30, 40 minutes each week. So it's not like, you know, it, it's, it's hard to like compare them and say they're so different. Cause I don't think they are. It's, it's also, yeah, it's also incredibly difficult to say what something would have been when it never even made it to, it was never even greenlit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's an interesting idea, yeah. but like that's a mile away from a finished product, but it is interesting. I do like mm-hmm. the inside baseball. Um, God grant. In addition to everything we're covering, to your October eternity. 23rd. <laughs> is, yeah, to your eternity is coming out. They just put out a trailer, and it looks so good. I had I couldn't go zero dark grant on that one. I had no, to watch it. no, I <laughs> I didn't watch it with subs. Um, mm. so it was just the original language and music, and I couldn't understand what they were saying. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. Um, but it looks really good. Ah, oh, can't wait. I'm Do so you know sad. who does that? The uh... studio. I know it was. It's a different studio this time. Oh, you're right. Two. Yeah. You, I think you or Vivian mentioned that. Yeah. Um, in news, no one cares about Moon Knight. We'll return to the MCU. I'm kidding. Is in, that too mean? <laughs> no. In what way? I don't know. I didn't grant like <laughs> I put it in the show because someone somewhere might care, but sure. I didn't care enough to click on the article. Ah, uh, fair enough. And you know what? That's the problem with the spread of mis- misinformation. <laughs> do you know? Well, there's that, but do you know what the problem is with a lot of these? you know, pop culture, you know, sites is there's probably nothing in that article. <laughs> you oh, know, no, it probably, it probably was just that headline. It goes to a um, recipe yeah. on blueberry wheat curry. Sweet. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I but I yeah, no, it's or just a 404. But no, there's nothing behind that article. Just something that means asks you to input your banking information. Thanks, IGN. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, believe yo, actually speaking of things that are long in the tooth, um, my Hero Academia, the manga author, is considering elongating the manga because yeah. I think we covered this on a post show some time ago. He said it's going to be over within a year. It was supposed to be this coming March, was it? Yeah, not? and then he yeah. and he then he just put out a public statement saying, "So I said it'd be over in a year, and that was like nine or ten months ago." Mm. Um, so I don't know. So that might continue to uh, to be released. Probably has something to do with that truck backing up into his driveway with cash spilling into his garage i mean is he known for telling finite stories to begin with like it's, <laughs> it's uh i'm not being a dick i'm just saying like it's i don't think it's a shock um the hunter x hunter manga is coming back on october 24th and never news. watched it i know people love it and i'm happy for them so. all right agreed let's move on um and then Dahmer. this is this is actually interesting um Dahmer, the monster, what is it? The story, the monster story, Jeffrey Dahmer. It's mm, on Netflix. Yeah, I don't know. It's a long, it's a way long name. Yeah, it's an absurdly long name, but we haven't covered it. I did watch the first two episodes. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, it has become Netflix's second most viewed TV show, reaching 760, sorry, 706 million hours watched in three weeks. Fuck. Uh, behind the number one currently, uh, Stranger Things season four, which reached 1.3 billion hours uh, viewed in four weeks. So People that they're not love serial killers. I yeah, don't get it. They do, I, but I'm one of them too. And I just I don't know. Like, you know, the, we saw an ad for Unsolved Mysteries is coming back. You know, next week, and I'm like, yeah, sign me up. I'll watch all of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's know? tricky because it's like, yeah. it's so interesting. Um, I do think the market's a touch saturated, or oh, you think so? I I think it's either saturated or, and I'll like bail. I'll like walk this back a bit, or I simply ingested too much too quickly mm. and like 
You know what I mean? It's like one of those things, if you listen to an entire band's discography for a month, you're like, okay, I think I could take a year off this band. Sure. And I just like, I just inhaled everything, podcasts, movies, TV shows, I do documentaries. Think, I do think the interesting thing is, it's been a, a very interesting wave, because it started out as a lot of documentaries, like, you know, true crime documentaries, which led to, you know, the adaptions of mm-hmm. said and there was like a, a wave of those and i feel like now what we're seeing is we get the series the true crime documentary series promoting the coming adaption show and then the immediate follow-up of like a secondary documentary series to kind of like fill in some extra little detail it's like, like it's, a theme park for a serial killer it's so fucking weird like before it was like one then the other now it's like they're combined yeah you want the full Jeff- jeffrey dahmer experience it's not Ugh. just a documentary right because this is too much i've had people ask me about it like oh the documentary that i keep hearing about it's like this did you know it's not a documentary it's a fucking drama like it's a drama yeah. about his life you know what i mean and it's mostly accurate and there's <clears> some inaccuracies but like this is just a dramatic retelling where they cast quicksilver like let's be very clear dave i throw on my netflix right now i let it sit for the splash pages to come in three different jeffrey dahmer ads come on for three yeah. different shows including yeah. this one like it's it's crazy it's in, yeah i mean i'm you know look at the numbers i just mentioned i guess uh i guess they know that it's it's working you know it's getting the numbers it's getting the viewership that they intended what's the the old uh news uh, slogan or is it if uh, it bleeds it leads if it bleeds it leads there you go yeah all right. Uh, speaking of blood, let's talk about Mob Psycho. Um, because I, no, I was gonna make a lewd joke. How, but I'm above it. How good did you feel at the end of this episode? So it's funny because I don't have a lot to say about it. Uh, this is Mob Psycho season three, episode one. There's yep. your spoiler warning. Um, I, it just felt like kind of coming home to an old friend. Goddamn right. <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? It felt yeah. like we, when you don't see an old buddy for a long time, you just pick up right where you left off. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how this felt. It was a great pilot. Like, there is some movement. Nothing's earth-shattering. It's just good to be back. You got two special Reagan moves in one episode. That was pretty That was pretty nice. I enjoyed that. You're such the, a dork. They're fucking the rice grain one. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, all right. Like, I'll give you that. That's, that's fine. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, okay, no. Sarazawa too, hanging around the office. I, I, I'm blanking on I think that's his name. Yeah, uh, I love that dude. Him just kind of, you know, hanging around, like, I'm older than, or I'm younger than him. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, it's pretty good. It's It feels good to be back. I miss Reagan. Um, I miss Mob. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see where they take this story. So, I can't remember if it was you that told me, or if it was something I read online, but apparently there is one or two episodes this season where um i don't know if it's the whole episode or if there's a single fight that you has twenty thousand wow. single frames to play it out like wow. an obscene amount like the there's going to be some truly truly sakuga moments um, all right bring in, on the in, hype in, in mob psycho so i'm um, you know it's it, that's the thing too like you know I, I love season one season two is definitely better in my opinion just because you know Agreed. you and i like a good emotional story but i i love how it picks up the same tone like it doesn't take much it doesn't go on much farther than like where season two ended but it just they really struck the same chord of storytelling from season two right into this which is good because sometimes there's a little bit of disparity it's been a few years uh-huh. you know since season two like you know four or five i think by this point yeah but, it had, uh, it's been a while and it, when i say it felt 
like normal like it just felt like it's not a it's like a here's an adolescent problem that we have to solve that's kind of emotional and it's relatable but it's not one of quote those episodes because at the same time you get like a monster of the week and mm-hmm. like your fun stuff your fun reagan moments all that stuff you know what i mean yeah, you, know, you got you got everyone. You get the body improvement club. You know, you get the yeah, whole. Yeah, you know, this, yeah. You got it's, everything this episode. It's get, a classic mob psycho episode. Yeah. Good okay. Stuff. Good opener. Strong opener. Love the op too. Agre- the song, agreed. Agreed. The song. I'm definitely. You know. I'm gonna have to. You know. Mull that over more and more and more. But visually, the op. It's. They're also. You know. Their own thing, and I think this one is probably one of the better ones. It blends a lot from the manga too. In in the the op the animation, which I thought was really cool. Like straight up stills. Yeah. Yeah, from the pages. So agreed. See that. Um, Spy Family episode fourteen. There's your spoiler warning. Spy Family doing that thing again. <laughs> what thing are they doing? Again? I don't know. It just. Uh, I I really like Spy Family, but Spy. it already feels like it already feels like they're just like rolling with it again. You know, they're kind of just. I think maybe because we're in such a specific arc, like everything's still kind of. It should be kind of read as one thing. But uh-huh. it just felt like more of the episode we just saw. Right. Okay. No. You know, I, like I see what you mean. I see what you and mean. And that was the exact same problem you and I had. Well, you know, I, you mm-hmm. know, I, I think I could say both of us, but you know, part one it had moments. There's, you know, there's really high moments, and then throughout the episode, you know, it has you know the, the comedy, the action, da da da, and then it just got to a point where it just felt like it was repeating that over and over. It felt safe. You know, everything was like artistically yeah. great. You know, audio design, everything is just, you know, flying colors, but it just felt like we're watching the same thing, even though it's different, you know, like it's, you know, it's hard. It bums me out that I'm already sliding back into it with, with Spy Family. I'm mm-hmm. enjoying it. I, I really like the show, but it already feels samey, like from from the, you know, the part two opener. Well, you can tell, like, they took a break at the right moment before introducing the dog and yeah. like which is like the latest foil and the new dynamic. And that's like fun. And I'm curious to see um, where this goes. I think like by the end of this core or this season or part or whatever it is, mm-hmm. we will know if we are quote spy family fans that are going to watch it every single week and continue yep. to cover it. Um, it. I thought it was a fine episode. I, I had fun watching it. It did not blow me away. Um you know what I mean? I wasn't glued to the screen. I thought there were some cool moments, some weird moments, but I, you I know, think eh. I think they're better together. They all, you know, your Lloyd, you know, Anya, like you know, obviously the dog, whichever. If his yeah. name is Mister Dog going forward, I think that's hilarious. I'm but, very down with that. Um, but you know, like, yeah, you know, and like not to say like there was moments that I feel like were kind of samey with all of them, but like, you know, the, you know, this is I think this is starting to become like you know typical of me but i think the show excels more in the slice of life moments you know the the shopping trip you know the going for dressing like you know preparing for her like to succeed at school and you know all this like you know the parenting stuff i think the emotional stuff like i think that's you know because there's two sides of the story right there's the stop the plot against the east versus the west and then you know the 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 blooming family as well you know and i think i think it does one better than the other and i think right now we're just in the other of it but interesting uh, point good point yeah Yeah, i think that no i think that's well said i I, you know i'm in this weird funk with spy family where like you've heard this quote before it's like you want people to love you or to hate you but you don't want them to be indifferent 
Mm. And I'm a little indifferent with Spy Family. I, I think I, I like it more than I dislike it, but it's... 100%. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. I'm doing the hand wavy thing. So, I would still recommend it to people. You know, too. it's probably one of the first shows I would recommend. And I, you know, I think when it hits, it friggin', you know, it's like a rocket. Like, you yeah. know, Anya, you know, and your too. Your has tremendous moments. They all are, they all have such good moments. I think it's just, you know, you got to keep it fresh to a certain extent, right? Yeah. So it's even within the same season. Well, so. speaking of keeping things fresh, let's talk about Mobile Suit Gundam, mm-hmm. The Witch from Mer- Mercury. Interesting follow-up episode, episode two. This thing sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, definitely. <clears throat> so, didn't love it. <laughs> I'll say. I'll say that. I'll say that up top. I do. I think it's. I think the politics are a little up their own ass a bit. Specifically, the stuff with Mirion and her dad, the president, and I'm like. I think it's going to take us a while to, at least, you know, for me, wrap my head around the hierarchy of this, you know, this group, like the different companies and the tech, like all the tech space companies or whatever. Yeah. You know, there's like, you know, they've clearly set up, like, you know, traditionally Gundam, it's Earth versus space, you know, mm-hmm. Earthians versus spaceians, and now we're throwing in, you know, Mercurians and all that. But it's, it got a little, I think it got away from itself at a couple of points. Um, it it feels, as a non-expert, it feels like they've chosen to make a very different show from what Gundam is as a guy who hasn't seen Gundam. Yeah, I am very curious to see like what the, you know, the life the lifers are saying, you know. Like it's uh um... Yeah, I wonder if they're Yeah, that's a good point. I I do wonder what like the die hard fan base is like how they're feeling with this. Yeah, the mecha boys yeah. and girls. But I, I don't know, I do like it. I think visually it looks great, you know. I again, I think the best thing about the show is the MC, Suleta, and she was like barely in this episode. Um the politics, I think, I'll learn to love, but I just kind of need to see them a little less stuffy. You yeah. know, like I almost need that character to be like, you know, I need that Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah, it's <laughs> funny. This. That's funny. It's funny because like he exists for a reason, right? Yeah. 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 Um. Okay. On this, it's you know what's funny about it is I I think on mic off mic whenever, um, I asked you like what which. Gundam would it have been that we watched as kids that was like maybe a touch too grown up and you Wing. you said Gundam Wing yeah the ninety five series and it's so funny because I haven't looked it up yet but I did look it up and it is on Crunchyroll so I haven't actually watched it but it's funny this show is making me want to like put Mobile Suit Gundam down and go pick up Gundam Wing and be like can I watch this now you know what I mean like I'm yeah. I'm very there's something about the lore and the IP and the world that i'm interested in it's just yes. like this show isn't doing it does that make sense yeah no 100 percent. i think <clears throat> I, I actually got <laughs> i got excited for a, a second in the episode i was like oh shit they're gonna leave the school this is gonna be like a, an on the run story or you know doing their thing in space you know like is this gonna become like a cowboy Same bebop here. like where they're on the crew the crew is on a ship or whatever and then you know i think just the way they ended the episode of you know there's gonna be a new duel and you know they get to stay essentially so it's going to continue being at the school but for like a split second i was like oh the show might change i think it might go in in a in a different direction that maybe uh, we're looking for but yeah it's funny because i thought about that too and then they'd made that choice and i was like nah this is this is gossip girl with with max they would they would not (laughs) i don't think it's gossip girl but i i do i think my, my problem with it is 
I wish it was maybe more of the school stuff. You know, give me some, you know, some pilot class. Give me some Top Gun, you know? Ooh, I'd be done with some of that. You know, give me some, the conflicts within the class. Because, you know, she's in the pilot program. There's going to be other pilots. Obviously, we've met some, a few of them so far. Um, it's, it was, yeah, it's, that whole scene, too, about, like... There's a lot there. There's a lot here, and I think it's, it'll yeah. make more sense. That, that whole scene, the one scene that was, like, very, just peculiarly executed was like the is it a gundam or is it not like trial scene mm. and i was like i guess this is important but it really feels like we're splitting hairs here well that was i don't know i think the pro okay that's the thing too if you if no one watched the prologue for this show yeah. that scene would have made no fucking sense i did watch it though and i was just like i don't feel like we should be spending but that's time a problem here. yeah you had watched it you know like i you know i i think maybe i just clicked in a little more with it but they, they definitely set up the AI stuff as no good, and this group is clearly hiding the fact that it is, like, an AI system. Because I don't even think Gundams historically were AI, so I think that's where, like, the lifers are probably, you know, probably going to get into this, or, you know, because they're going to say, oh, that's different, we didn't, you know, that's kind of, like, a big change in, in the overall lore of this timeline. So it's, I think, I think the show is exciting, I think it's beautiful. It's got some kinks, I think, that... I'm pretty positive are going to work themselves out. I think it's just a very rocky. It's hard to. I can't. There's no way this stuff is easy to get out in the beginning oh, yeah. of the season. You know, so it's. I think just time and patience. But I'm forever not, the optimist. I'm not loving. Yeah, but I, again, I'm not loving it yeah. <laughs> right now. So I, I, I will sit down for a few more of these. I'm curious. Yeah. I want to know. I want to know where this goes. I am mm. like they've piqued my curiosity. There's no doubt about that. We sat through. Tokyo event, the last tale in the Tokyo event. Dude, you we get, I think you can give Gundam four or five episodes. We covered My Hero Academia season five weekly. Uh, um, oh fuck. Okay. Um, last uh, of the formal coverage we have here. This is the last one we've both watched. Um, Blue Lock, the pilot episode one. Spoiler warning. Um, I think it is definitely fair to say a, an, another highly anticipated anime. Um, I think so. I think the manga is fucking huge. The manga is big. I, this <clears throat> yeah. is what I have heard from people that like aren't don't don't have anime podcasts. You know what mm. I mean? Like the average anime viewer, I think, if you're into like sports anime, you were probably aware this was coming. Mm-hmm. I've only seen a little bit of Haikyuu, which I really liked. Um, mm. So this was like the only the second sports anime that I watched. Um, I thought it was fine. I, I don't have like a million things to say on it. Uh, I think you have some thoughts. So. It- I was uncomfortable watching it. I don't know why. The Really? Yeah, I think, like, not... Maybe it was character design, and I think the the guy that is, like, setting up this blue lock program yeah. is, like, a very, it's a, quite a design. It's a, definitely a choice. It, I was about you to know? say. They made a choice with his character. I, and, I you. you know, so, like... You, it, like he, the the voice actor, the, like you know, narratively what he's saying is going for it. So like I, I'm never, I'm not going to knock it. Um, <laughs> I do think, you know, the a sports anime, you know, you know, underneath, you know, you pull back the layer of a sports anime and it's a death game. So I, th- I do think that's interesting. But I think when it, I think <clears throat> the whole lead up to the when they actually get into the facility. Not a lot of that worked for me. I didn't really dig the character or what they're doing. It was like Squid Game. It is like Squid Game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the whole yeah the whole concept you know it's a huge genre in, in anime, um, and you know Eastern storytelling. Like I know they love this genre. You know mm-hmm. the, there's so many like you know huge anime. You know I think uh, 
is it Kaji? There, there's there's one that really popped one off the top of my head. And then, you know, and Squid Game did it too and all that. But yeah. it, when they got into the facility and you can kind of get them, the, the actual kids like talking to each other and then like the Squid Game screen kind of comes up and you got to do this, it started working for me. And I was like, I'm going to, I'll give this another couple episodes, but better second half than first. Definitely a better second half. I, I did feel like I was forcing myself to watch the first 15 minutes. All right, fair point. Yeah. Interesting. So I liked this one. Um, like, let's say I liked Blue Lock episode one mm. more than the last two of Mobile Suit Gundam. But it's tricky wow. because <laughs> Mobile Suit Gundam, the prologue, was better than all of those things. Yeah. Uh, we just I, haven't seen that show again. Mm-hmm. I um, want to see the prologue again. For sure. Yeah, I mean, that's what I want the show to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like Blue Lock. It sounds like more than you did. But like I was I want to be very clear, I was not blown away. Like I think mm-hmm. if my only thing to compare it to is Haikyuu, I like Haikyuu a lot more. <laughs> not even the same show. That's um, crazy. <laughs> it, only based off their pilots, to be fair. But yeah. Yeah. Even yeah, Haikyuu yeah. had a better pilot. Oh, Haikyuu is a tremendous pilot. But yeah. it's grounded in the world of reality. You know, like this is not this like is true. this is this is very dystopian, like near future style, which I think a lot of these stories are. Like mm-hmm. very rarely are they so. Even Squid Game had like a level of, you know, not of our world, you know. And I think Blue Lock has that, and I think it, that works for it because I believe it. Like you know, like the fire in their eyes and this and that. It's it's interesting. They're taking some swings. You know, it's it's an interesting product. Uh, I am going to keep watching. It does it. look it's, good. I do, yeah, but the first 15 minutes, I really felt like I was really forcing myself to watch it. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, I think, like, we did it. Yeah. We covered eight animes. And (sighs) and the news feed. And the news feed. Do you want to talk a bit about a couple you've watched on the side, or do you want to move right on to the Q&A? Sure, it'll take just a couple minutes. They're they're uh, so there's two shows. So the first one um, is called Do It Yourself. It's uh, you know DIY Um, slice of life. You know this is one of the shows Leanne and I were looking forward to, kind of based around like a just a clumsy girl. You know she always gets into accidents and she stumbles upon. uh, You know in similar it's funny it reminded me of Mob Psycho and you know when the the group paranormal groups trying to keep their their class or you know the the club together so then mm-hmm. like they kind of just morph into the body improvement club uh just stumbles upon this you know do-it-yourself club and they're they need to get members and you know it's fun little pilot beautiful animation the background art is like outstanding um and uh really really interesting character designs some very interesting voice acting like it's not i feel like you know it's, it's just different mm-hmm. um also kind of like it's not super grounded it's it's um like the girl's running around she's like a pet pig and a cat and a dog that goes everywhere and it's, it's kind of silly it reminds me of like uh growing up like sailor moon and card captors like just the aloofness of those shows you know but then like they would get super serious when it was at home you know it was just kind of silly and relaxed but mm-hmm. um we really enjoyed that um where that's guaranteed we're gonna be watching that week to week um and so oh Dude. sorry the last thing it, it's like in a near future it's kind of sci-fi-ish not blade runner but it's like you know yeah. the buses are it's this clearly, is do it do it yourself do it yourself yeah i've seen crunchyroll advertising it a ton yeah oh um, yeah it's, it's on their splash screen all the time yeah. it's it's fun it's, it's it's super light it's um it's just one of those shows that i think it's going to be you know it, nowhere in sight is there going to be like you know the fan servicey stuff i think it's just it's just you know 
really focused on you know the learning and like the the animation of like the shop and the tool like you know like i recognize a lot of those tools and like you know the hand saws and stuff like a lot of care is being put into this show in their surroundings and what they're doing and you know the explaining of you know there's one point like she's like using like a jig to make you know a couple certain holes in a board and i'm like oh my god like they know what they're doing with this show interesting um, so All that's right. that's that's really cool and the second one is I think it's so the show is reincarnated as a sword. It's an isekai. It's silly. And it just, I watched the trailer. Someone, you know, one of, I can't remember who it was, but it was a YouTube channel I was watching. And they put it as like one of the most anticipated shows. And it made me laugh just watching like the, you know, no, no dialogue. It was just a clip of the show. And I thought it was so silly. I watched it last night, Dave. I had a fucking blast. It is silly. And it's like kind of dumb, but I think it fully is fully aware that it is. Um, yeah, yeah. And the, there was a couple moments of the animation, like, like completely caught me off guard. And I was like, holy fuck, this looks amazing. Like, really? um, yeah, it's, you know, it's so funny. And like, the, the thing I don't like about East Kai's is, you know, um, you know, the, the, I think the obvious comparison is um, Shoko Tensei is, you know, he's a fucking loser before he got truck cooned, you know, like he, you know, like very common. Having not seen many, it seems to be a very common trope. Maybe they introduce it later, but they literally show someone no backstory of who he was, just a guy that got hit by a vehicle, and he just wakes up in the world. There's no like feel sorry for me. I was, a lo- I was a loser back home. I gotta make it here. None of that. It's just dude wakes up. Oh shit, I'm a sword. Oh wow, I'm a legendary sword. Oh, I can get these powers. Hmm, I'm gonna go fly around and like, Dave. It's it's so silly and ridiculous, but it's it's just like the the right level of violent and lighthearted. That it's it's it was just impossible not to enjoy it. Um, I can hundred percent see like it's in the lane. You know, there's going to be some fan service. I'm sure. You know, it's just like it's kind of a goofy show, a lot of tongue in cheek. But it's I, I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, damn, like this this was a good recommendation, and I'm probably going to watch this week to week if it if it keeps this level of, you know, everything kind of like sitting at the right level like side by side like this. It's there's no reason not to watch it week to week. All right. Yeah. Really really very strong reincarnated as a sword recommendation. <laughs> Dave, I was laying in bed last night. And I was just like, holy fuck, holy fuck, this is cool, man. Like, it's, it definitely had a problem where, like, these, you know, MMO style shows where it, it blasts, like, you know, screen. Like, it looked like World of Warcraft at points. Like, he's pulling up menu screens and he's like, yeah, this item gives me this. And I'm, you know, Fire Magic level seven. And, like, it, it was just like a blur. It would just be text on the screen and you can't read anything. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like, I'll just focus on the main thing he's talking about and it all kind of, it's just a wash. You'll figure it out later. But no, it's it fun. Yeah. All right. Um, well put. I may check those out. But, Grant, you know what time it is. Q&A, baby. It's time for the instant... Uh, all right, we'll cut that all out. Don't worry. It's time for the Instagram sensation. Sweeping the... Na- oh, God. Sweeping the nation. Well, now we got to leave it in. Um, we have a Q&A. We are the first people to have a Q&A. It's huge. Submit your questions on Instagrams at Part-Time Otaku Podcast on Mondays. That's when we put it up. And there's a very good chance we will answer your question. Um, or there's at least a semi-good chance we'll answer your question. Um, we have actually a couple really good ones this week, mm-hmm. and then one bonus one that is uh, maybe not as good, but we want everyone to feel included. Um, and the audience has to guess which is the bad question. Um, okay, here's the first one. When was the moment you fell in love with anime? 
That is from listener Cassidy. Thank you for your mm. question. Do you have an answer prepared? Because if not, I can monologue. No, I do. I do have. There's a couple. There's definitely been some flashpoints in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, a very. Do, do you have one? I can jump into mine. Um. I yeah. I, can, I I've got a couple. So yeah, I'll I'll go relatively quick. Um, I would say for me the like where it became a really big part of my life, and this is like such a boring answer i think Mm -hmm. um because i think this is going to be true for a lot of people um but you know just call a spade a spade sometimes you're Mm -hmm. a stereotype and that's okay um but for me it i knew i was going to be watching anime for a long time somewhere between like the middle of death note and Mm. discovering full metal alchemist brotherhood yeah um attack on titan also changed my relationship because it's completely different than those first two and I realized, like, oh, you can use this medium to do more than just, like, shonen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, the ultra-cerebral animes that I'm, like, in love with, like, Sunny Boy, Neon Genesis, even Code Geass. Mm-hmm. Those really, like, enhance my relationship with anime. But I also think, like, finishing Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood and really wrapping my head around, like, the, what it quote, was saying. the truth and mm-hmm. what it was saying and the point and how I interpret the ending of that show and all the lessons learned... That was like the moment. I was like, "Oh, this is just a piece of art. Mm-hmm. It's this is not a cartoon. This sh- like the show is saying something, and it's important, and it's executed well, and I love that." So that's a rambly answer, but you know, I'm a rambly guy. Um, yeah. What about you? So, <clears throat> you know, growing up with you know we, I think like the main ones, you know, it was like Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon and Digimon, you know, I would, you know, you'd catch like the random, like little moments of the future kind of stuck in, you know, we've been talking about a lot with like Gundam Wing, you know, like seeing these shows. But I remember, you know, I watched all that stuff as a kid and there was a few years where I probably hadn't really watched any. And it was around the time when like, I think we got Netflix in Canada. Mm-hmm. Like we had, you know, for a long time, like we couldn't, we didn't have it. Streaming services weren't like really realistic here. Yeah. Well, we were still in igloos back then to be fair. <laughs> Pretty much, you know, like I'm freezing right now, but, uh, um, but I remember there was a moment where the entire original run of Digimon was put up on Netflix. Mm. And I was, you know, like, broke college student, you know, working in a bar, you know, that I didn't want to be working in, you know, like, and I would come home and I would just, like, rewatch Digimon from the beginning. And I was like, oh, my God, like, this show oh, was yeah. saying some wild stuff as a youth, you know, and, like, never picked up on it. And it was such a fascinating story. And I think that that was the moment that really ignited. I was like, I need to I need to go back to this now that I'm older and, and kind of take it all in and re-examine. You know, re-examine. And then, you know, I think the second major moment would have been, um, you know, our, our mutual and close friend Shane. You know, we lived together and he was like, you know, I'm he not had familiar. Watched, you're not familiar. You know, he had recommended Full Metal Brotherhood. He's like, Grant, like, you got to watch it. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay. You know, and I did, and I was just like, I was like, ho- and, and and similar to you, I was like, holy fuck, the stories that can be told. Yeah. Um, and then you know, just like a nice little modern point during Two Year Eternity. Um, major spoilers. Um, you know, season I'm not I'm one. Not, season eternity. one. I'm not. Maybe. No, it's the, season two is about to run. You think? Se- I'm, okay. Spoilers for season one of Two Year Eternity. The moment Gugu died. Oh, um, yeah. I both Leanne and I were legitimately like, were in tears. Like it was, it's probably one of the most gently 
handled like, a true moment of like sadness and emotion and i was completely overwhelmed and i was like Ugh, how did i leave that out of my answer even their pilot is something the, so beautiful and, the, and and in so many different ways and i think the power of that show and again fuck i'm so excited to be talking about that show with you again because yeah that was, you know, the, the the one-hander of Two Years' Hernie into Sunny Boy is... I'll remember those moments with you for the rest of my life. You and I were in eating good with, with those shows. And just the conversations off mic we were having about that show. And, yeah. But Two Years' Hernie, I remember we were just sitting there, you know, and... You know, we had a lot going on in our life at that time. You know, the dog wasn't doing well. And there's just, mm-hmm. like, this ultra-emotional moment in the show. And I was just like, fuck, goo-goo. You know? <laughs> like, Lee and I would just look at each other sometimes. We'll just be like goo goo and like we just feel that moment yeah and i think uh it's it's just moments like that remind you of why i love anime and you know yes it's some people see it as it's a lot of boobs and it's a lot of you know action and fighting and this and that but there's some fucking moments that sneak in and just really remind you of like what people can do it yeah well put my friend fucking love anime god damn god damn love it let's go watch some anime (laughs) let's go brother um okay next question from one of our all-time listeners abinek.54 shout out yeah we did the same thing last week are you doing that on purpose what like we you you did shout out in the same way last week when i mentioned abinek.54 that's how you do i think i probably stole that from these ALS podcasts that's usually how they do their shout outs. i would not i wouldn't have admitted i would have just stole that and silently like i want to i want to be so clear on the person kind of person i am i would have just took the bit and been like, nah, no one's gonna know. Um, okay, here's her question. Uh, pick three anime characters to get a drink with. And also, happy mm. Thanksgiving. Thank you very much, Abinak. Happy Thanksgiving to you, if if you celebrate. Yeah. Um, um, at least this time of the year. Okay. Three this is anime. a tough one. Do you have three? Um, I have one. That I, it just pops in my head, and I think it would be perfect. And I think the other two. I think we, you and I can kind of just... Okay, how about we go back around? And, how about we go back and forth? Give me give okay. me your top one. I think it, it's so silly, but I think like Naruto would be such a, like a fun, you know, mm, having right. a drink with. He's so, you know, like friggin' positive and this and that. Um That's but yeah, it's That's a good Yuji. that's light. I like that. Well, okay, my number one was Toto from Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh my god. There's no way that dude drinks. No, I want to get him loaded <laughs> and go to like a Takara Chan festival or something like that. Um, show me your ways <laughs> yeah was uh yuji on your list um yuji kind of just popped in my mind because you you, you don't want to go drinking with someone sulky and sullen you know because it always brings out the worst you want to get well you want to get the positive you want to get you want to make it you know like a, a see, positive drinking night i think you need one sulky and sullen person i want to mm. know oh i got my sullen. i know my one like if i just want to be like like go to a moody jazz bar and be like yeah man Sometimes the way the cards fall, it ain't all what it's cracked up to be. So I want to go for like a deep bourbon with Spike from Cowboy Bebop. Oh yeah, and just be like, yeah, I remember her name. I saw her on a bus or something. Like I don't know. It's been a while since I've watched it. Was Pale Moonlight then? (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. That's like I want one of those and cigars on another planet in a weird bar. Um, Who's your Who's your sullen one? Aizawa from uh, My Hero. Oh, that's good too. Yeah, in this in the sleeping bag and everything too. That'd be perfect. Okay, <laughs> I want to go to like, you know those. Oh God, there's a name for them. You know, like they have. It's this franchise in Mexico that does like tequila shooters. Oh, 
I can't remember what it is. Like they have them on resorts. It's like for, it's like it's this. It's like the Lone Star equivalent of like a Mexican franchise. Um, oh. I want to <laughs> take Reagan from Mob Psycho out for shots and like oh, wow. just you know what I mean. Just be like, what's going on in there? I would I would love to be unironically I would love to be like involved in a grift with Reagan. You know, <laughs> yes, like a hundred percent. I want him yeah. to hit me with a rice bean thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, I'd be down with so all that. Good. Did you give me three? I think you gave three. Yeah, I think I gave three, yeah. Okay, last question. Or no, Chisato. Chisato would be the ultimate drinking companion. Chisato? From yeah. Neon Genesis? Licorice, from Licorice. Oh, uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Wow, that's a good one. Yeah. Because I feel like she'd bail you out of all the problems you would start. I mean, not you specifically. <laughs> I'm thinking of the me right now, but yeah. She could yeah. talk you out of getting beat up. All right. That's, that's, a, great, that's a great question. That's um, one. Last one. Is pizza an open-faced sandwich? Again, the audience has to decide which the shitty question is. Um, I'm interested. I'm more interested in what you have to say about this than, than I do. I, but I, I think, no, it's not. Because <laughs> yeah. like I think an, open an open-faced sandwich is typically on like bread that you could... Like, it would make sense to have that sandwich. You know mm. what I mean? But you're just removing the top and you're deciding to have it open-faced. But, like, mm. you wouldn't put a pizza on another pizza. Or you wouldn't put another layer. That would make the pizza significantly worse. Well, there's, there's like, you know, the... Like, a calzone. Would that not be, like, a closed version of a pizza? Like, a handheld version? Interesting. Is well, a calzone a sandwich? I think a sandwich is the delivery method of how you eat something. Yeah. Personally, I I swear by I I love it's sandwiches. a vehicle. Yeah, it's a vehicle more than but, what it but, is. But a know? calzone is like this like wrapped burrito baked thing. It's like baked. Sandwiches aren't baked. Oh no, that, they're at Subway. You can get yeah, they're at Subway. Shit, yeah, not great, but uh, I don't know. It's it's, it's a, not a fucking sandwich. No, well, no, it's not an open face sandwich. <laughs> it can be if you want it. Is is are you saying pizza is an open face sandwich? Don't cause this rift between us now. We don't need this. No, no, no. okay. So I I'm think kidding. I think pizza is not an open face sandwich, but I think a calzone is a sandwich version of a pizza. Shit. If that makes sense. Oh god, I need I need an hour to think about this. <laughs> I'm gonna get a message from you at like two in the morning. I've well, thought about it. <laughs> Yeah, let's hit pause and come back in the morning. No, I'm yeah. kidding. Okay, right, you know what? I don't know how to feel. I, I, I hope, I hope, I hope this satisfies the, the asker of the question because thank you, listener, for causing this rift. Yeah, <laughs> there will be no podcast next week. Um, no, I'm kidding. Okay, that's it for this episode, Psycho Season Episode Two. If this is your first time joining, thank you for that. Subscribe to mm -hmm. us on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to podcasts, and also on. Instagram at the part-time otaku podcast handle thing or just you know just show your support don't be weird um, we will be back here every uh, Wednesday morning um, and we're going to cover probably everything we covered and more you know uh, rings of power hot D they're ending soon but that's good because they'll make room for things like two year eternity and uh, all these other shows that we have coming so yeah a yeah. couple other shows i got our i got my eyes on there's one yeah. i didn't have the time eminence and shadow it looks Ooh. a little goofy but uh it's uh, definitely one i'd like to check out the so. more the merrier and we're gonna yeah. free up a lot of time with psycho uh, season 
Rings of Power and Hot D ending too. So lots, lots to cover. Um, join us for the ride, and uh, maybe we'll, we'll, like at some point we'll publish like the schedule. So if people want to follow along, that's a that's a thought. Okay, mm. um, I think that's it. Like I said, subscribe to all the things, like all the things. Grant, say the thing. Bye, guys. Cheers. <laughs>